1: how dear this is to be with uh, you again thank you
2: thank you roaring, thank you. <laughs> roaring. Hello. hello hello to you Ooh. good to be with you again uh, thank be...
1: you for inviting me uh, thank, thank you. you for
2: being here since we last met i heard that cancer's returned
1: yeah but you know i'm feeling okay yeah and i'm 76 you know i mean i'm winding down the tent is folding up but i'm in no pain yes. so i shouldn't feel bad or sorry for myself
2: no and <laughs> uh, do you at all no, no. Did you? I've had such a wonderful life, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah. And
2: you had a heart attack too since we yes, last. Yes, heart attack. <laughs> yeah. But I'm okay. Thank you that you'd even know those yes. things. Yes. And what you. did those health crises teach you?
1: I mean, this is a cliche, but just how vulnerable we all are. You know, we're all hanging by a string. Yes. In one sense or another. Yeah. But mostly gratitude, not fear. I'm not afraid of death, but. Just what did I ever do to deserve these 76 years, you know? Mm. So it's mostly been gratitude.
2: And then do you think about how to actually, to become more emboldened in whatever remains?
1: Yes, I think, I hope that's what you heard in my new book. Yes. It's like, if I don't go for broke now,
2: when will I do
1: it, you know? I got nothing to lose, nothing to gain. It's just, I gotta say, what my life has taught me.
2: Well, I love that you have written this for such a time as this. First of all, let's begin with the first yes. chapter. Christ is not Jesus's last name. And that's a surprise to most Christians because <laughs>
1: we've all used Jesus Christ. Yes. But that isn't how it started. You know, we had Jesus. We had a much longer tradition of the Anointed One, which yes. took the form of the Messiah in yes. Judaism. And it took a while for Christians to put those two together. So it's really only the first sermon after Pentecost when Peter says, Jesus has become the Christ.
2: Uh, It's a different way of thinking. Yes, a different way of thinking, which is you are inviting us into a different way of thinking with the universal Christ, how a forgotten reality can change everything we see, hope for, and believe. What would Jesus, the Christ, Think of what has been made of his name if he were to come today, do you think?
1: You know, I want to be kind to history, to people. I just don't think humanity was ready for this big a vision. We kept whittling Jesus into our own national needs, our own cultural needs. Political needs. Political needs. We made him into a tribal God that would serve the purposes of whatever France, your agenda was. Germany, yes. the southern United States, and uh, it kept Jesus very small.
2: Yes. And what you're saying in the universal Christ is, Jesus is as unimaginably huge as the mind can conceive and beyond.
1: I'm told, just to give physiological basis for what you just said, that the human mind Cannot imagine the notion of infinity or eternity.
2: Yeah, we can't. We can't. It's not a concept we That's even right. know. That's right. That's right. And even I, even even in meditation, sometimes, prayer and meditation, which I do a lot, I can kind of get there. I can kind of. That's I can, all I do. That's yeah, right. I can kind of get there, but you just can't even imagine it.
1: No, you can't. And because and uh, our
2: brains weren't made to do that.
1: The giveaway that you've gotten, as far as you just said is a kind of humility about God that you know you don't know. (laughs) That's right. And that's what's so discouraging for me to answer your earlier question. What would Jesus do? That it created so many arrogant, self-assured, I I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but, you know, Christians aren't known for being humble. (laughs) They're absolutely certain they've got the whole truth. Right. They know who's gone to heaven, who's gone to hell. And they like it that It's way.
2: our way or no way, yeah. you know. I mean, people have thrown to me, it's, if you don't actually believe that I'm the way, the truth and the life, and that it's that one person… There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's that one person. I believe Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. But Jesus represents a whole body of religion, not just yeah. one way.
1: The way I'd say building on what you just said is that's Christ speaking in John's gospel and so the Christ can walk around making these universal statements it sounds rather arrogant yes. in the mouth of Jesus but if it's the Christ speaking well you know it's true I there's the not, way
2: the truth then the there's life.
1: nothing to fight about the coherence of matter and spirit that we call the incarnation and that this is all the outflowing of God what else could it be yes. that's not arrogant this is the way yeah through the material world to come to the spiritual world. Yes. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> There's no reason to exclude anybody, to condemn anybody.
2: There's no room for it. So when you hear, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that means, I think a lot of Christians say, well, that excludes Muslims. Or oh, that I excludes, think they do think that. Yeah, or that excludes Jews, or that excludes the Buddhists, that excludes, and when you hear that, you hear what?
1: I hear, and I know I've been gifted with a theological education, so I I recognize why most people don't get to that point. But I hear the universal Christ, the anointed reality. You know where this starts? I think I say it in the book, in that story in Genesis of Jacob, where Jacob goes to sleep on a rock, Mm -hmm. the most rudimentary form of materiality, a rock. And remember, there's the ladder moving between heaven and earth. The angel's going up and down, and he wakes up and says, Eureka, (laughs) you were here all the time, and I never knew it. And then he anoints the rock. Now, in normal Jewish thinking, that would be paganism. To say God is in a rock, that's the beginning of the Christ tradition. Anointing became an image for recognizing the spiritual presence in material things. Hmm? It's no accident that John 1.14 says the word, which I call the blueprint, the blueprint of all reality became flesh. Now, flesh is a generic term. He doesn't say. We put that in there. The word became Jesus. Now, I believe that, of course, too. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the personification in human form so we could fall in love with it, you know, of what is true everywhere all the time that matter and spirit are operating as one.
2: Now, see, that's no competitive religion. That, no, that's an inclusive, absolute, all-inclusive religion. All-inclusive that's religion. That's not the Jesus most people know. Well,
1: it isn't what I was given either. So we're, no. all, we're all victims of this. I just think the first 2,000 years of Christianity weren't ready for the momentous nature of what we say we believe. Unbelievable when you think of it. But again, I want to be compassionate. I just don't think humanity's mind was big enough, heart was big enough to accept anything beyond a tribal God, a God we could pull in to justify France or Italy or Mississippi. It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think... I love Mississippi, (laughs) Mississippi especially, which was an apartheid state when I was born there in 1954. So do you think that the mind of the people are ready for this vision of a universal Christ now, when we are becoming more siloed, more fragmented, word. more isolated in our thinking, more tribal, tribal meaning my tribe against your tribe and my tribe is better because we know and you don't, you think we're ready?
1: As it's getting this bad, and you know what I'm referring to, yes <laughs> politically, culturally, uh, there's, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're gonna bottom out or what, but we've got along for something that implies our radical unity and not our diversity. And right now we are so reveling in diversity; it feels like Humpty Dumpty in a thousand pieces. And how are we going to put it back together? But I have to believe—maybe this is my Christian hope—but just that this is going to lead us to long for love, to long for unity.
0: Macy's Mother's Day Gift Guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price, like 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at macy's.com giftfinder without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
2: Sister Joan was just recently here and she said, you know, we're all longing for the genuine. That's genuine. we're, We're longing for the genuine, that which is true and that resonates with us because we're living in this fragmented, Instagrammed viral reality, you know?
1: You know, it was a black mystic, Howard Thurman, I'm sure. you. I
2: love Howard Thurman. He
1: he first coined that phrase, the sound of the genuine. And you just said, well, Joan apparently said it. You know, your heart of hearts knows the genuine. And you know when things are not genuine. And we have become, being non-genuine has become so normalized in our country that I worry that our kids... Won't even know what the sound of the genuine is like. If mm-hmm. you've
2: never heard it. It's so interesting that you refer to Howard Thurman. Oh, as, a, as a As a mystic. Oh, yes. Because so many people say that you are a modern day mystic. Mm-hmm. Can you see it in yourself?
1: You know, all I can do is define a mystic. That a mystic is someone who sees in holes rather than parts. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, it they always end up emphasizing love as the center and the goal and the energy. Now yeah, that's where I am now. <laughs> if that puts me in that club, I'm happy to be there. Yeah, that's you know? a good place yeah, to be. It is, yeah. You know? But it's not a a title of superiority or anything. It just you, you can't, mean you see things differently. You see things in holes, not yes. in parts. Yes. I and think you, that's a great way see, to describe it. You see right through lies you just yeah. you can't yeah. tolerate them after a while you yeah know? yeah I think I say in the book yes. I stopped watching the yeah, news I was just going oh,
2: yes. to <laughs> say is that why you stopped watching the news because you just can't tolerate it anymore
1: it feels like drinking poison yeah I would have just to say so too. posturing and posing and pretending and anybody who's felt the sound of the genuine which is the sound of God you see right through it yeah
2: I will have to say that I only watch the news to see my friend Gail in the Aww. morning and see what she's wearing and how many necklaces she has on today <laughs> and what color are her glasses. But and, and so I do that in support of her, but I can tell you that oh, yeah. for the very same reason that you talk about in The Universal Christ, you say it, it's a poison, but I get agitated and yeah. Something inside me knows that taking that in is not good for me. It's not good for me, yeah. yeah. And I see the posturing on both sides. That's it doesn't right. matter if you're that's watching, right. you know, a liberal one station or a right-wing state. It's that's all right. the same. It's the same thing.
1: See, that's, you're a little mystic yourself. Once you can see that and you don't buy into this dualistic, one side's totally right and right. the other side. Right. Mystics are always non-dual seers. Right. They see the truth in a great big picture and they say, well, you've got part of it and you've got part of it, but the fact that you can't love one another means you don't have it. (laughs) Correct. The big message. The big
2: message. Bono said this about the universal Christ. Roar sees the Christ everywhere and not just in people. He reminds us that the first incarnation of God is in creation itself. That's right. I love that. And he tells us that God loves things by becoming them. Just for that sentence, and there are so many more, I cannot put this book down. (laughs) God loves things by becoming us. And I think that so many people forget, and when I even in my own prayer and meditation remind myself that I am God's expression. You are of what it means to be someone named Oprah Winfrey Mm -hmm. on the planet Earth at this time. It's such an extraordinary thought and realization. We were taught it was arrogant to think that way. Yes, I was. It's it's not,
1: it's the whole point to give dignity back to everything and everybody. If religion isn't giving your dignity back to you, it's junk religion. I, I have a chapter in there on original goodness.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I was trained
1: as a Catholic in a doctrine of original sin. A phrase that is not in the Bible, you know? Mm-hmm. In fact, you go to the first chapter of Genesis, how the whole Bible starts, it says five times in a row, it was good, it was, it was good. good, it was good, it was good, that was good, it was very good. And then we come along for some perverse reason, and we prefer to start with Genesis three, the, the
2: problem, Yes. original sin. I loved the trailer even for the book. Where you you have all of these many voices talking about where they see the Christ and how it shows up. And what was interesting to me, I always, because I live here and I'm surrounded by trees, and I can always see God in the trees and I can always experience God in nature. But it was interesting to me that God's also in the washing machines and also in the skyscrapers. And even also, the
1: man-made things, because even God in the
2: man- man-made loves things, loves
1: human creations. Why wouldn't God?
2: Yeah. So let's talk about that moment that uh, Bono. You're one of the few Franciscan friars who has a real-life rock star as a fan. I would think <laughs> you know. that moment in the book where you talk about God loves things by becoming them. I'm so
1: glad that struck you. Yeah, he even called me. He said, Richard, you've got a name in the book. God loves things by becoming them. And uh, since I've written it, I realize, my, that line inspires a lot of people, people. a lot of people. See, let's put it just in different language. If we have the three monotheistic religions, Judaism, Islam, Christianity, we should have been the first ones in line to understand if God created all things. Yes. There's one God who created all things. Yes. Then everything has to carry the divine DNA. And that God carries forth the God self into those beautiful blades of grass. What else are they except they're all children of God. Now I know to people who haven't thought that way before, and let me make this distinction for the doubters, they will think it's pantheism. I don't know if you've heard that word before. means God and all things are equal. We're not pantheists. Authentic Christianity is panentheism, God in all things,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not God is all things.
2: Yes, very see, different.
1: It's very different, and it's subtle. But I think all the whole Orthodox tradition would insist, I'm not saying this grass is God, but that God is revealed through this, especially if and when I love it, I respect it, I look at it, I see it. You know, the most ancient Genesis one, the first thing that God does is create light. Let there be light. And light isn't something that you actually see, it's that by which you see everything else, mm-hmm. you see? So the That's Christ, why it had
2: to be first. Yes.
1: Very good. Yes. And so the Christ light allows me to see the beauty, the gratuity, the non necessity. Why? Why is there anything yeah. Yeah. instead of nothing? Yeah.
2: And then you I have I think that's that such a great, great, great distinction to make because Thank people you. get confused. You're it saying is. God is everything. God isn't. We're not saying the tree is God. No, we're not. The grass is we're God not. or the sky is God. No, we're not. That's saying right. God is infused above, around, in, and throughout everything. Perfect.
1: God is revealing the God self through every single creature. It's the way you see that we're all in divine relationship and we're at home in this universe. We would have never polluted this planet if we would have understood the incarnation.
2: Absolutely. So, you want readers to look beyond what you call popular and limited notions of Jesus. I found this so interesting. You say there are two different realities. Jesus is the historical figure, Christ is the cosmic figure, which we've been talking about it. I know people may start to tense up when they hear someone trying to redefine Jesus for them, you know? So, please explain what you mean by the two different realities.
1: Well, first of all, I want to say they're complementary. They don't compete with one another. I think a religion to be not just personally transforming, but culturally, historically transforming needs to be operative on two levels. It needs to warm the human heart, to be drawn into devotion, to this God center, to this love center. But then it needs to have a cosmic narrative to it that's bigger so it can't be made into a cultural God, a white man's God a Catholic God, a Methodist God. Uh, that's all too small. So uh, uh, I, I hope and I trust that if someone reads this book, they're not going to love Jesus less. They're going to love
2: Jesus more. Because they're going to have a more opened yeah. understanding. I hope so. I that's, hope so too. that's my desire. You even say that we should stop using the names Jesus Christ and God like we have the last 50 years. And I know that a lot of Christians are listening and saying, how oh dare you? He's yes. a heretic. Yes, Yeah, he's yes. 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 yes, a heretic.
1: You know, I learned that from a Jesuit. In fact, he's one of the frontispieces of the book, Karl Rahner, who said in German, we should stop using the word God for 50 years because that's the only way we're going to admit to ourselves that we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. To have some humility around God. Should we
2: stop using it or change or do as you're asking us to do? That's what he really yeah. means. Change, yeah. the we change the way we We perceive what God is. Because the way
1: we're using the word God now is so culturally bound. Yes. So historically limited.
2: You know, when I first showed the tape, I was sitting at a table with a number of my daughter girls from South Africa and I played them the video, the trailer, and just spontaneously, they started to cry. And one of them said, I could get to know a Jesus like that. That's my hope. Yeah, I could get to know a Jesus like that. But nothing I've ever heard about Jesus- Has ever, I know? Been that inclusive. You also talk about because the subtitle is how a forgotten reality can change everything we see, hope for, and believe. What is the forgotten reality? The
1: notion of a universal Christ, that, that, that there's a mystery that's true everywhere. You know, if it's true, it's got to be true everywhere. Mm-hmm. There can't be American truth and Methodist truth and Russian truth. Truth is truth, you see. And Christ is simply the metaphor, I'm not denying the reality of Christ, that's why we use the word reality, but is a very metaphor for everything.
2: Now, I was struck by this term, kindergarten Christianity. I really like that term (laughs) that you used in an interview regarding our false beliefs that God loves one group over another. Kindergarten Christians. That's the only thing to call it, you know? And you and I are not,
1: when we say that, we're not trying to put down any individual. No. But we're simply saying in the evolution of human consciousness, we were infantile and we pulled God down to our level. You know, a fighting God, an angry God, a jealous God. And I I know that uh, the Bible
2: can, in an immature reading, lead you to think that Yes. I was actually, I, I think I shared this with you before. I was sitting in a church service listening to a really fine minister talk about preach about god being angry and jealous and in the same breath saying i'm um, omnipotent all caring all loving and i was like they 22 yeah. saying how how is that possible god i asked that question in service to myself that you're both angry and jealous and also omnipotent loving yeah. all loving caring and there was a part of me is like, oh, you're going to get struck in the eye for that, <laughs> you know, just to ask yeah. the question. Because that's the way I was b- raised to believe I was that- too. Yes. I was
1: too. We, uh, you know, one of the good things the Franciscans did for us is they made us take philosophy for four years before we could study the Bible. Now, I know there's danger in that to get too heady, mm-hmm. but basically what it did, it taught us how to think. And what you just illustrated is, Thinking, Yes. And uh, why do Christians turn off their brain? Jesus did say to love the Lord your God with your whole mind, along with your heart and your soul and your body. Yes. But why do we turn off the mind? I mean, we can get into things like denial of climate change, and the Christians can agree with that. How can this happen? (laughs) That we've created such a regressive, non-holistic, worldview in the name of the great, you know, John 4 calls Jesus the savior of the world. Well, he's not going to be the savior of the world if he just likes little parts and little races and little classes. That's kindergarten Christianity, that we just got the beginnings of the message. I really think, Oprah, that future generations will call what we've done in the first 2,000 years, baby Christianity, would you? It's just, we're just beginning to get the cosmic, universal notion of what Jesus came to bring us.
2: I want to read this passage that you write on page 70. You say there's not a native, a Hindu, a Buddhist, a Jewish, Islamic, or Christian way of loving. There is not a Methodist, a Lutheran, or Orthodox way of running a soup kitchen. There's not a gay or straight way of being faithful, nor a black or Caucasian way of hoping we all know positive flow when we see it and we all know resistance and coldness when we feel it we do all the rest are mere labels that to me is just the essence of this book uh, thank you oprah thank you for reading that uh once you
1: hear it, it it's so obvious you know but the ego is afraid of not being special and not being superior It's afraid of not being in control. I was a child of the sixties, you know, I still had long hair and and I thought, hallelujah, the civil rights movement, the anti-war movements, the war against poverty,
2: and we need them all just as much 50 years later. Absolutely. That's what's so scary about it for me. It feels like, and I'm sure this comes with older age or just being able to sit back and look at life, that you can see that people can't see. These are like little human see suits.
1: that people can't see.
2: Little spiritual beings wearing these human costumes and missing the whole point and destroying I know, I know, each other and destroying our planet. That's what's scary.
1: If I have to pray every day, God, don't let me get cynical. Now, people often ask me, how long should you pray each day? And here's my answer these days. You need to pray as long as it takes to get to yes. A foundational yes to reality, to the moment, to God
2: present in the grass, to God present in me and present in you. I think it's a foundational, another way I describe it is you need to pray yourself into a connection to that which is greater than yourself, which is what, what I do. That's all I'm saying. Because I think a lot of people will mishear that meaning. You have to pray until god says yes because oh. many times god's answer is no
1: yes yes it's your yes yes you have to wait for yeah discover why critics are calling kingdom of the planet of the apes the best film of the franchise what a wonderful day it's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible i need to go hang on it is our time kingdom of the planet of the apes now playing only in theaters tickets on sale now rated pg-13 some material may be inappropriate for children under 13 life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour
2: You say that we need to increase our authentic spirituality. What is that?
1: Well, Here's what I've seen. I'm 49 years a priest now this year. You know, I've given a lot of retreats in many different countries. And what you see happens in an authentic spiritual journey is people's bandwidth of freedom increases. I'm, I'm free to... See God where I didn't want to see God, like in the enemy, in the other. In the not me. Love is only possible inside of freedom. And it saddens me that so much of our preaching. Took freedom away from people instead of giving it to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, th- that they we're free to, I don't mean political freedom. I mean, the freedom of Van Frank, who can be in a you know, a death camp, and still look out at the patch of blue and be happy. That's freedom. Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm not there. I'm sure I'm not. But I've met enough people who are. Well, Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Oh, my goodness. And I just
2: recently met a doctor, Edith Eager, who was in a death camp and is 91 years old and still practicing therapy in Mahoya, And she said she lived by the freedom of her imagination.
1: Freedom. That's good. That's good. Yes, yes. Yeah, without freedom, and again, don't hear that in the cheap American version of political freedom. I mean, basically freedom from your own self, yes. your own ego, your own power needs. Until you're free from your own self, you're not free. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah.
2: I love the analogy you give for love on page 71. Love flows un. Unst- Unstoppably downward. Like water. I had never thought of it that way before. You're right. <laughs> Love flows unstoppably downward around every obstacle like water. Oh. Love and water seek not the higher place, but always, always the, lower. the lowest. The lowest I had never thought oh, of it that. Oh, you make way me before. happy. Yeah. Yes. And isn't it
1: interesting that our ritual of initiation was baptism, a dunking in yes, water? Yes, yes. Water And, of course, there is no life without water. Yes. Nothing can live without yeah. water. It's After light, I would say water is the next most universal spiritual symbol of how reality works. And water always seeks the lowest place. Thank you for hearing that. Yeah.
2: Yes, I heard it and I <laughs> felt it. I never wow. felt that before. Thank you, thank you. So, the reason you wrote this at this time, did you feel a sense of urgency? that this may be your last book and you needed yeah, to get that, this done? Yeah.
1: I assume this is my end-of-life book, you know, that if I don't say it here, I'm never going to say it. So uh, thank you for trusting it. You know.
2: Yes. Do you fear for our times? I do. You fear for and, us. And I'm, I'm, by nature, I'm not a pessimistic person. Yes. But. There seems to be, and Sister John and I were talking about this, the, um, the moral center. We've lost the, the moral, oh yeah, oh we've yeah. lost our way north. Oh yeah, yeah. there is, there's,
1: there is no center now. It's just, let reality be the words that I applied to it. It's a radical egocentricity that's overtaking us, and a radical disconnectedness. Now, I've got to believe, and you read the chapter on resurrection, I hope, Yes. that resurrection is saying that will be the final chapter of history. If Jesus Christ is the map for the whole journey, then that's the final chapter of human history. I've got to believe that, or I would be a total cynic. I really
2: would. Yes, Yeah. yeah,
1: yes but that educated people can enjoy, apparently, being lied to. A person with
2: dignity doesn't like being lied to, you know? And that much of this country... That educated people who are being lied to can look the other way and pretend they don't hear the lies. And
1: then call themselves lovers of the way, the truth, and the life. You don't love the truth. Uh, You know, reality is the greatest ally of God. Just think about that for a minute. Reality itself. And when you you face reality, which is what Jesus was doing utterly on the cross, even reality in its most horrible forms, you're always going to meet God.
2: Let's talk about the dedication to the book. Mm. You said, I dedicate this book to my beloved 15-year-old Black Lab Venus, whom I had to release to God while beginning to write this book. Without any apology, lightweight theology, or fear of heresy, I can appropriately say that Venus was also Christ for me.
1: Thank you for reading that. Of the fan letters I've now gotten in the six weeks since this book has been out, I bet 50% of them are about to Venus? that dedication. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a dog lover too. Yes. I deliberately wanted to shock people into the Christ message. See, whatever pulls the flow of love through you and out of you toward otherness. That's Christ for you at that moment. That's operating as Christ for you. And I deliberately wanted to use an animal because I know that's not the way, certainly evangelical Christians, no offense, but they think only human beings are beloved of God. Mm -hmm. And that they were put here
2: to be over the beasts of the earth. Yes, yes,
1: yes. yes, I want to point out the covenant in Genesis that Yahweh makes with Noah. It says four times, and I make this covenant with all of creation, all of creation, all of creation. It doesn't just say with human beings. Salvation is a historical social phenomenon. God is saving history. It's my belief.
2: Yes. God doesn't lose.
1: And these very churches that talk about our God is victorious. Our God reigns are the very churches who say, well, he's victorious with my group, <laughs> <laughs> not your group, you know? <laughs> so you've whittled God down to a caricature of, of any fitting definition of God, you know? Because again, let's get back to where we started, that we can't think of infinity. And I asked a class recently, what would half of infinity be? And, they stopped they said, infinity. <laughs> what would a fourth of infinity be? Infinity. And that's, we can't imagine that though. Infinite love, infinite grace, infinite forgiveness. I don't know how God's going to work that out. And I do know there's there's a lot of evidence to the contrary. But I've got to believe that what it means to be God is to be victorious and to win, even against Horrible obstacles, which is what the cross was supposed to say, but we didn't get that message either, I don't think. I'm preaching now. Forgive me.
2: No, I love you preaching. (laughs) I love you preaching. And I wanted to just end by saying, if you had one message, Preacher Roar, (laughs) (laughs) that you want people to gather from the universal Christ, it is... That the dignity
1: in people and things is inherent and objective and given from the beginning. It's not created by moral behavior. It's universally shared. Like the quote I begin the book with, Ephesians 1. You were chosen in Christ from the beginning before the world began. So if the notion of the universal Christ helps us to recognize the inherent Objective dignity, image of God is our term. Genesis one twenty six twenty seven. 27. In everything, that the divine DNA is universal. You're at home now, this, there's nothing to be afraid
2: of. Right.
1: You're home free. You'll never be lonely again, as I think I try to say in the book.
2: You do say it. Mm. Thank you for the gift of this. You make me very happy. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you, the universal Christ. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Life
1: is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mick Crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
0: of a detour.